I've forgotten, uh, forgotten the guy's name who wrote Nimrod. Now it's always played on um, Remembrance Sunday. dream the same dream we want the same thing unless you are video game publishers and developers and the esa when you obviously don't <laughs> hello we are pixel points we are the only global podcast that talks about two good things that we enjoy which is good beer and video games we're not here to promote drinking please drink responsibly any beers or brews we might be talking about all video games and all that kind of stuff uh, aren't sponsoring us mainly because i swear normally within the first five minutes and ruin the youtube algorithm so i'll try and refrain from doing that shit oh. No, I did it again. Um, I shall flagellate myself later. Um, you can follow us at pixel underscore points on Twitter and at pixel points pod on Instagram. You can find most of our episodes archived on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com and search for pixel points. I think I, I nailed that one. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since you nailed it. So I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> Well done, me. Um, you know who's not well done to? The ESA. I feel really <laughs> sorry for them. Liam, how are things with you? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Um, although I don't feel sorry for the ESA. I'm, I'm glad they're Why? struggling and having a bad time. Oh. It brings a smile to my face because I love their suffering. Um, Mitch, how are things in LA? The, EA, the ESA should have uh, pizzaed instead of French fried. Because they're gonna have a bad time. Um, I'm not familiar with that reference. Uh, so South Park um, taught kids be South Park, taught yeah. kids how to ski, and they used it as like a '80s movie thread, which uh, like teaches a guy to ski. And they're like, "Okay, pizza, French fry. If you if you French fry instead of pizza, you're gonna have a bad time." And then they, there's a guy just like going down the slopes, like, "Wow!" And you see see that. He, he, he french fried instead of pizza he had a bad time it's great um and then he ends up somehow like learning how to ski like beginner level and the guy's like don't you think you're so good like you should take me on in a serious double decker race for my girl and then there's like a montage it's like the basic cheesy 80s film in an episode while the parents all get stuck in a timeshare meeting anyway <laughs> so you've obviously been watching far too much south park probably oh since the age of ever <laughs> for me uh south park is listed for me as the number two best show ever created i think those guys are just fucking brilliant they, they're just amazing i literally just watched an episode where they had part of the episode featured chat gbt like they chat gbt wrote part of the episode for them and they gave them a writing um, credit <laughs> it's like you gave chat bt a writing credit <laughs> Uh, so good. It's because the boys didn't know how to answer their girlfriend's text messages, so they would send it to ChatGBT, and then it would come up with a beautiful response, and they just copy paste it, not reading it at all. So like when his one of them had a dinner with his girlfriend, she just goes like, "What about the boat accident?" He's like, "Oh yeah, that that was pretty that was pretty fun." She's like, "But didn't someone die?" 
<laughs> it's like and he just doesn't even know what he said to her. But anyway, uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm I was uh, enjoying my uh, weekend. Uh, got to play some Resident Evil. I'm not done yet. I'm like, um, I'm really enjoying the game. It's just um, I am playing on a harder difficulty than I think I should have, and so it's making it a little more. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I I, I literally should be. Uh, uh, um, it's making it harder, which makes me spend more time. I think I'm 17 hours in and I'm like two thirds of the way done at least, or maybe three fourths. Um, so I just, uh, I just really want to get through it. Cause I also want to play on new game plus after I get all the things, but, um, they offered the three modes and I took the highest one because it said, Oh, if you played the original RE4, which I had a bunch of times, they're like, play this mode. In this mode, you have way less fucking ammo. <laughs> like, way less ammo. You don't know the combat system. Like, I think if I knew what I know now, in the beginning, I would have changed my complete strategy, and I think I would be a little bit better off. But because I'm learning the game fresh with their new systems and then trying to do it, I uh, I ended up, like, like, I have a spot right now where I have, like, no ammo and a bunch of enemies. So I think I have to go back maybe, like, 30 minutes or so and redo some stuff so I can save on some ammo. And that's the first time I've ever had to do that in a while. So I'm, like, kudos to the challenge. But it was a little frustrating for me because I was like, damn it, uh, all that work. And I just did that. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, but, it, no, it's, it's amazing. Like, this game is phenomenal. The only thing that it's missing, and I wish it had, is... Building, crafting. No, um, no it's got to do with leaves, attaching mushrooms to shields. Oh my god, don't get me started on that. We probably should do our final thoughts, our, our, our thoughts on that uh, the, to round it up to end the cast because I do want to like say a couple words about that. Anyway, um, uh, well, finally, is um, the only thing that's missing is the RE3 dodge button. Like, I think this game would do really well with having that that dodge button. Like it's the enemies do get closer because they're faster and because you have new moves too. But there's just once they get up close to you, you seem like you're out of options and you're just fucked. Like you can try to run away and it doesn't really work as well. And they already give you some dodging. So like I'm surprised they didn't build in the is, RE3 is there dodge. Is a really button. good way to dodge a chainsaw though? Yes. Um. Uh. So like Jill had um for the enemies she had in RE3 remake. Um. If you went back, she would do a sidestep back. Um, she could side side step to the she would roll to the sides or she would roll forward and i think the forward momentum she basically would duck under the enemy and like roll behind them and so like that i think would work really well for dodging the chainsaw and there's times they already ask him to duck so like why not (laughs) i just thought it was funny you mentioned that mitch because i think that mechanic would actually work better in this game than it did in re3 I think it worked pretty well in RE3. I think it was like a nice little, I th- pretty well. Don't th- I, I like? I think um, I think it worked because I I think it was I played so much RE2. It was a nice little spin of like trying to avoid enemies by adding this new challenge to it. But yeah, I think this I think this game really could have used the dodge button. I think it would have been. I think for me, I would have said it's perfect. Like this is the second time I'm like they're that close to perfection, and they didn't get there with it. Um, only final. Th- thought on that one i'm a little disappointed there's no assignment ada um section um i really love that that was one of my it's favorite things coming. it's gotta be coming i, I mean well, they found the files in the game so it's like if they don't do it well i'm i, I, I may s- go to japan and harass the developers 
Well, I've seen don't harass developers. You don't that's have, not you don't cool. Have to do that, don't Liam. harass you just developers. Do it that's that's, that's wrong what people with, do, isn't it? There's nothing wrong with harassing developers, surely. They're not people. They're developers, come on. It's, it's all done through chat GP now anyway. We do um, not, this podcast not contone harassing any kind of developer. Wait, 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 Keith, I just realised Mitch was a developer. Yeah, but which means Mitch is now no longer a person. Yes. So <laughs> this, is how we've, this is how we've overcome that, um, that moral dilemma that we were having. We don't like harassing people, but now Mitch is a developer. He's no longer a person. It's fine. It's like harassing people on the phone when you call up a customer service call center. They're not people. Or They're you, the call center. Or when you call them up and say their refrigerator's on, which I've never experienced as a child. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there is that. There's ways around all of this. I mean, you can't, the, the people who really shouldn't be harassing are executives. I mean, um, they're, they're the real hard done by group in all of this. Please, why won't someone think of the executive class? Keith, how are you? <laughs> um, I'm all right. Um, I'm I'm going to do a, a, a very quick transition into a beer talk because I won't actually be able to drink the beer straight away because um, it's too cold. Hmm. <laughs> um, so it's frozen. No, no, it's not. It's it's called Hoptical Storm. It's from um, Timothy Taylor's, which is normally, they do a really good, um, what I'd call a proper English bitter, called Landlord. Um, but this is something I've never seen before. Um, but it says the best temperature to drink at is, bet is between six and eight degrees. And I, my fridge is, um, goes from, I don't know, kind of Arctic during the winter, to minus 271 Kelvin um, with nothing in between. So it has, so everything in there just gets absolutely freezing cold. So I wanted to leave it out for a little bit before I drink it. Um, so instead, I've got some, uh, my version of Evan's Kirin Ishibashibori, which is Carlsberg Export. I had one. It's on my desk still for celebration. Um, I'll bring it for next week, but it was amazing. It was like a, well, the art design's phenomenal. It looks like a Pokemon card. Um, and then on top of it, it's like uh, so many fruit flavors. Keith, I, it would make you go bonanza for how many fruit flavors, but it actually looked, tasted really good. Like it was really good. Um, I've got um, in the fridge um, for a brewery who I really like called Tiny Rebel from Wales. They've chosen to do some special beers for their 11th birthday. I don't know why, why they're 11th and not their 10th. Um, it's one every one of year. Them we is... celebrate every birthday. What are you talking about, Keith? <laughs> one of them is absolute Burkhoff juice, so I didn't even touch that. Um, but <laughs> yeah. the one that I've got in the fridge is a caramelized pineapple ale. Ooh, that does so, sound good. Damn. Yes, yeah, so I'm saving that for at some point. Um, maybe we could do it uh, during our E3 episode. Oh, no. There probably won't be an E3 episode. No, you're talking about a Summer Games Fest episode. We probably won't be in E3. This um, will be Key 3. Key, key 3. Key 3, yeah. Um, there's one key to rule them all. One key to find them. And then one key lead to In the Darkness Bind them. Is that where we're going with this? <laughs> Sounds good. 
one key to find them and then to heckle him, he rhymes at them. Is is Keely Sauron in this for you, Liam? Because you just put the thought in my mind. Maybe he is. I mean, if he is Sauron, then maybe Sauron was right all along. You know, I mean, short beats the ESA. <laughs> okay, we're going to get onto the topic proper, which is the. Well, does Liam have beer? Uh, Liam does not have beer. Liam, you have beer. I have a beer. Keith, oh my God. You, you missed the message. Oh, cool. You said the one time I brought beer and Mitch was still in bed. <laughs> I, I did miss that message. Um, you can tell I, I'm an expert holding this up to the camera because I've done it so many times. Um, so I really like I really like that brewery. Um, Mad Squirrel, yeah. It's good. Mad, Mad Squirrel Brewery. I've had their Roadkill, which tasted way better than I thought Roadkill would ever taste. <laughs> It's very nice. I, I haven't had this one before, but I've had Roadkill about four or five times. So, um, what what is the what is that one that you have? Is it Aztec. Yeah, this one's called Aztec. Um, and to be honest, I have no idea what it's supposed to taste like, other than it has barley, oats, and wheat, which. And I'm assuming hops. And hops, yes. Yeah. But. It, has 6.2 uh, which is quite high but i don't know if i don't know if roadkill was that high but roadkill was five point something I mean, unlike you i'm not going to put it in the glass but i mean, it just don't work that way yeah why why bother just wipe wipe the, wipe the lid with your hand that will get rid of all the germs um <laughs> and then just start drinking um, I, I, I saw on the can, it's a, it, I saw the acronym IPA, so I'm assuming it's six point something because it's just a powerfully hopped strong beer, mm. which, as I explained last time, which just a, is the synonym, synonymous um, way that everyone's making IPAs now. Um, oh. So I'm, basically you're saying I should listen to you more often? Pretty much, yes. No, no. In fact, all of the time, even when you're asleep. <laughs> um, if you, if you'd like me to record some, some just me reading stuff to you, I'd, I'll happily do that. So you can have me in your earballs whilst you go to bed. I love to. Well, he I love to hear Keith, stories. Would be nice. I love to hear Keith read. Go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it, it depends on how you want it inflected, because it could be go the fuck to sleep uh if you listen to samuel l jackson's recording of that um audiobook um he actually does different inflections based on each one <laughs> it's great I, I love the fact that you brought that up <laughs> <laughs> um yes so uh liam i hope you enjoy your mad squirrel enjoy it more than e3 ayo transition <laughs> <laughs> just crowbar that transition in um uh yes so we are talking about the premature death of e3 um mitch you wanted to bring the topic up so would you like to kick us off i don't mind if i do kind sir i just kind of obviously we've talked about this topic for quite some time of just being like is the ESA dying? Is, 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 is E3 dying slowly, slowly? And we keep saying yes, 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 because they're all messing it up. They're all fucking it up. So just want to get first your first thoughts about when E3 finally died. 
well, it's not it's not technically dead yet. It's oh, it's on life support. Oh, say. it's dead. Um, oh, it's dead. We're 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 counted dead. <laughs> oh no 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 no. It's a, it's a, the, the analogy that I would use is that maybe it ran into Gwyneth Paltrow and a skiing <laughs> resort. Um, but rather than trying waking up, okay, trying to sue on the basis that you can no longer enjoy wine tasting, it's actually in a coma um, where it's. Um, you don't know if they'll wake up or not. You don't know if they're ever going to wake up. The The doctors are telling you that it's brain dead. And the transplant surgeons are waiting outside for the approval to start organ harvesting. That's the, that's the analogy that I would use for E3 at the moment. I feel like the organs were already what being harvested and given, uh, to, given to Summer Game Fest body. <laughs> well, you know, like, um, wouldn't you say that, that E3 was like pretty much... A, it's got some sort of heart condition like in 2019 and then it was like oh crap it caught covid and you know <laughs> then it was comatose after that and it's just been abiding its time on life support until then and, I, mean, I mean can we say it's out of this misery now can i mean let's be frank here like um you know neil Druckmann was on the stage of jeff Keeley's summer game fest and not at the e3 <laughs> Of last year. Wait, wait, wait. E3 happened last year? No, it didn't. Mitch? No, it didn't. Okay. Yeah. I feel so, like the harvesting of bodies have already started to happen, and some of them are going to Jeff Keeley's uh, patient. <laughs> so, what, what, okay, well, I'll, I'll reframe my analogy. Jeff Keeley has kidnapped someone, <laughs> he's keeping them alive on life support just to be able to har harvest off their organs and give them to other people. There you go. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So he's got some billionaires hanging around in the background who have, I don't know, they've drunk themselves out of their own liver and they need a new one. So Jeff's gone. I'll sort you out, mate. Could you make it first dibs? Did you, well, did you um, expect it to be you this... Pay extra, you pay extra if the if Kojima kisses the liver before it oh gets implanted in the body. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I was going to... For some reason, I thought you were going to say kiss the glute muscle before it goes away. Um, anyways, um, do you think... Uh... Jeff Keighley loves kissing Kojima's glutes. <laughs> there's, there's, fan, there's fan art of that already. There must be. There needs to be more. In uh, crying. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> um, let's... Uh, uh, what, what I was going to say is, do you think... For like... Because this was like a slow... Like this, this was like a bleed out, basically. Well, this, like this just slowly back, one person back in um, how many years ago? Did oh no, EA no, leave? no, no! I'm sorry, I'm just referring to this year. Just like slowly, people were backing out after they announced it was happening, and then well, all wasn't of a sudden, that slow. In the grand scheme of things, it was we're putting E3 back on, and in the space of time that they said that, um, Sony, Sony already. And they kind of re-announced that they weren't going to be there. Microsoft re-announced that they weren't going to be there. EA said nothing. Activision Blizzard said they weren't going to go, which, I don't know, could be in part because Microsoft weren't going. Um, and Devolver, um, who else was there? Tencent came out and said they're not going to have any presence. Um, so... And Ubisoft then recently said that it's, so it's going to be it's, it's a quick cascade of 
um, I'm mixing metaphors here now, the, the dominoes have fallen quite quickly um, in terms of the people who've said, that, no, we're not going to be there. And then you've got a couple of holdouts. So basically Capcom and Square haven't said that they're going at all. Sega backed um, out, yeah. Um, so Konami, remember that? Yeah. Yeah, Konami was <laughs> supposed to be there at the big blowout. Mm. It's yeah, like, whatever. what are they going to do now? Konami, I don't know. Keely going to call Konami? They don't. They want to do the double K. Keely and Konami and Kojima triple K. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Be careful there with that phrasing. Yeah, phrasing. Um, uh, but I guess in, in your mind, for you guys, their, like... hopefully their publicists will realize that before all three of them arrive on stage. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, what um, basically like what was kind of your first first thoughts once you knew that it finally was over this time around? Well, it's not officially over, but we're just kind of waiting for the announcement, which is why I used the analogy of some some. No, they announced it. They said it's not happening this year. Did they? Yes, they they officially said that as of like four days ago. I think yeah, like it was a few it was a few hours after Tencent and Ubisoft uh, dropped out. Yeah, when Ubisoft and Ubisoft, Tencent, and Sega dropped out, I think it was like within a day. E3. No, had... Ubisoft was a bit earlier in the week, but everybody was going like they're probably going to die now. Yeah, then, and then I think the two head, days later, the head of E3 was like, "It's not happening. Sorry, like I'm sorry." But how does the what I'd say is how does the head of E3 still have a job? I I mean I think what I think it was was um, if I remember Ooh, this correctly. Is really nice. This, this smells is... really creamy. I'm not, I'm not talking about um, uh, Keely up Kojima's backside. No. <laughs> um, I should not, I said should that not have said that and then I took sh- a sip of drink because that did not happen. <laughs> Kojima calls it a snake eater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I should not have brought up that glute joke. Jesus Christ. I just... <laughs> episode ever um, um what i'm trying to say is uh basically i am um, i believe that not the heat the head of the esa is running e3 i think they brought in a third party to do that and it was basically whoever was the head of i believe oh, it was like right. packs and it, stuff indie pop. Yeah. yeah and they were very disappointed that they weren't able to put on e3 because they were just like hey we well, had a lot of be, cool plans yeah i bet they did and they said they had a lot of cool stuff to go on um I think it's just the case of um, the ESA haven't been able to, or they've been unwilling to, I don't know, change anything. Because <laughs> obviously we don't know what discussions have been going on behind the scenes, but there must have been something. And this is why I mentioned EA leaving, what would it be, nearly, nearly 10 years ago now. Seven years ago? Yeah, something like that. Um, And doing their own thing. And then when... um, Who was next to leave? It was Microsoft. Um, No, it was Nintendo. They went, screw this, we're doing a direct, screw you. Okay, we'll have a presence at the show, but we're not doing... um, We won't be doing a presentation in the same way that we used to. And um, then saying, well, why do we even bother going... uh, well, they, they waited until this year to realize why are they going, because they backed out this yeah. year for the first time. 
Uh, Microsoft was a bit strange because they they sort of said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're still E3. We're we're just just across across the road. Road. Yeah, we're yeah. just next door. You know, I think for them, it wasn't as much of a like leaving E3. For them, it was just like, hey, we have a property right next door. Let's just use that and save ourselves some yeah, money, but still, but still so be it, part but of it. Have you seen how ludicrous the prices are on those, you know, just having a slot in their exhibition? Yeah, millions, millions yeah. of dollars. Nuts money. Um, which is why I say that, that, that the ESC seemed incapable of even thinking about change because if for however many years you've been able to in effect gouge people for money um because you believe that you are the only you are the best and only outlet for them getting information to the public why not try and gouge them um but now that's no longer the case and it hasn't been the case for a few years now it's just everyone else has caught up and thought screw this um and particularly Tencent. I mean, they, they, they've, they, they could pay to fill the entire arena if they wanted, and it would it would appear as a rounding error on their overall budget line. Um, <laughs> and but them saying no, we don't want to, is I think that that's probably the most worrying um, for the if I were a member of the ESA. Is that if you can't get this big kind of behind the scenes mega publisher company. Um, media company to even think about um, paying to to go and get the exposure that you're touting. Um, why would anyone else do it? Yeah, the one entity that just loves throwing its money around as well. Exactly. Yeah. And so, it, and the, you could say that oh, that's a missed opportunity for Tencent because with all the publishers that they, all the game publishers and developers and, that they own, they probably could fill the entire convention center um, just with their IP. And but what would it gain them? And that's the that's the thing that I don't entirely understand what would they gain from doing that when no one else is there because the whole point about e3 was the all eyes on me which is the one that michael pactor keeps coming up with um where if, if you get everyone else together and it's this big kind of video game loving and you get national media coverage um but how many people care about that anymore? Fewer and fewer, I'd say fewer and fewer people are reading USA Today than they were a few years ago. Um, and no one cares if the quote unquote, little Timmy wants a PlayStation for his birthday or Christmas or something. He, little Timmy or um, tomorrow, I don't know, pick a name. Um, they'll tell you what they want. Because they know, because they've seen it online, probably on TikTok or Instagram or um, some other. Yeah, TikTok. Um, so I, I see less and less reason for E3's specialness argument. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they really can't scrape together enough content to warrant it anymore. Um, I mean, when everybody was sort of in agreement that this was the big sort of blowout event of the year, it was fantastic. And, and you know, you used to truly look forward to it because everybody agreed this is where we show everything off, you know. But I think since since really anybody dropped out, sort sort of like <laughs> it doesn't really matter, but when a EA dropped out, it's sort of like um 
they sort of let the cat out of the bag that you can just do all of this by yourself and you don't need to run it by these people who are price gouging you for like this event that probably shouldn't cost nearly as much as it does especially when you consider how much money they make from it um but <laughs> I, I i would say um one of the things that I, I i wonder whether could happen or whether it will happen is is whether jeff Keeley could just get some funding and go in and hijack the same dates they had purchased to to have the e3 event at the los angeles center <laughs> and just like do his i don't, he's, I he's, don't think they he's... would because the, the the whole point about that is the los angeles convention center has got deals with all the unions and that pushes up the price oh, yes. because you've got to use specific people to do specific jobs and um i remember um shane and matt talking on game face at one point where they were setting up some equipment and they went over to a, even something like a, a, a power socket and someone shouted at them because they shouldn't be touching the power socket because that was their job um, to monitor what got plugged into a fucking power socket. Um, so there, there's, there is that. Um, I think the other element comes into play here would be, you know, that would be great and all, but like you can't really do it this year because no one is ready with material. Like it takes a while to get material ready to go, like to do all these like demos that but everyone's people... lined up for Jeff's shit. So why can they have it ready for some other time? Yeah, I think, but I think like to have it be on on what, but what we were saying, Liam, and you could correct me if I'm misinterpreting what you're saying, was you basically like why doesn't he buy up the convention center and then we have booths and all that up? Like that's not some of the stuff might not be booth ready, right? Some of it might just be recorded demos or some of it might be playable demos, sure. But like to do those things takes time. And I don't know if yeah. and it takes and a lot of the times if you want to do it, you have to take it out of your production time that you plan to do to release just your regular game. And so you sometimes have to make a decision between do we really release a, a title maybe a couple months later because we wanted to do a demo for it or not? some of them are going to choose not to do that because that's just going to cause more stress than it actually is needed. Well, oh, uh, two, 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 things. Uh, two things. Like, this is the first year they're actually having a physical event um, as well as the actual um, showcase, I guess. Because um, what's it? They're doing it from the YouTube theater. But I, I don't know where the physical event is. Maybe that's in the YouTube theater as well, but um basically like uh I, I suppose he could make it work in two months theoretically um well, someone, someone said to me at work a few years ago i want uh i want this new policy developed and implemented within two months can you do it and i said yes it will be crap theoretically you <laughs> could yeah but is it could. going to but is it like a demo for like a convention or something usually you actually want to plan for it a year ahead of time yeah but, but that's that's the thing is is that b3 have only just cancelled so there are people that have been but i i i see what you're it. saying i guess i interpreted yeah. it as you were thinking of pulling in people that weren't originally no, no, going no, to be no, there no. i was like you're never going to get sony microsoft any of them to like oh, pick, no. go no, in no, and no, that's again. not what i'm talking about it's well, basically then, just but then, but then what to, they were doing and but then it, their shoes. no feel yeah but then to answer my question is what's the point you don't no, have the big um, three there there's no mitch, point of having e3 mitch his name's liam not ophelia 
I've I've got a question for you two. Would you prefer a condensed E3 style event or a more elongated um, release of gaming information based on whenever each individual developer or publisher fancies putting information out across the summer? Um, I, I would prefer a short, like, you know, three, four, up to six days of just every company showing off what they have. But at the same time, I, I'm sort of like, uh, maybe that isn't the best thing for everyone involved, you know, like, uh, so, so as much as I hate it, like, I hate having to choose, and it's gotten better since the pandemic, uh, with, with how sporadic all these, like, little showcases and events are, and most of them are completely forgettable and, and a waste of your time, um, I sort of understand the impetus to have everything spread out a bit more across the year. Um, I am more of a fan of the condensed version. Um, you know, there's just something about the, there's an energy around games when it was all condensed together within a couple days and you had press conference here, press conference there, press conference here. And it was just exciting news, exciting news, exciting news, exciting news that I do. I don't think the summer games or the original summer game fest worked in regards to like spreading it all over the summer. I thought it was just kind of like, oh, this small publisher I've never heard of is doing a really okay, sure. I'm not even going to watch it and I'll just wait for the news. And then there is no news. And then I'm like, okay, well, that was a waste of a post. Um, Whereas I feel as if the little guy actually might get even more noticed in the condensed pack of everything else because everything is exciting, everything is new, and even the smaller things seem exciting because you're so excited about the bigger things that have been happening. Um, and they're like, well, wh we don't want ours to get lost in the spotlight. It's like, it never does. If if the game is good, it never will get lost in the spotlight. It will always get noticed. That's the thing. I'll mix, if you can mix metaphors again. If you're shining the brightest light at something whilst also simultaneously putting it under the, the most powerful microscope, you're not going to lose anything. Yes, exactly. And so I'm a huge advocate of like, I think the old E3 is really what something I would prefer to happen again. Do I think it'll ever happen again? No, I really don't. I, I don't know what would take, it would have to take a lot to get all of, three to like agree the big three plus a third party publishers to get together and like do this thing again like it used to be jeff Keeley might be the lorded savior the one to do it who could actually might be able to have the balls and the and the the strength to be able to do it because i mean he technically did bring the big three ceos on stage um you know to give out an award at the game awards like what three years ago um so like he can't yeah, bring when they, when they said everything was going to be great, and then they immediately well, two of them turned it basically rabid towards one another, and the other one just sat there eating his lunch and watching. Yeah, one one retired, he was like, Fuck this, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think, uh, I really do believe, um, well, actually, two are out, um, only one of them stands. Um, but what I'm trying and to you want you want him out on his ass. 
the one, yeah, the one, the one that's still there, is still there. The one that's still there. You want Be, out? Being being the leech that he is, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just I think for some reason the having all the three together really just had this energy that you just can't quantify, and it, it I think it was something that gamers could celebrate. It almost was like a holiday, and I would take my like take my vacation days on those on those days just to watch the press conferences because like i thoroughly enjoyed what was happening and like there's an energy it made you want to go i mean that's why e3 was so big on oh excuse me um <laughs> that's why e3 was so big on um once they opened the doors to the public why the public was so excited to go because they're like oh my god do you see what's happening like i wish i was there and it's like that's amazing. Like you want to be a part of that, but now that's not I, there I, anymore. I wish I was sat at home watching a stream of this. Not the same <laughs> level of hype. Um, no, I, 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 I think um, that happened as well, and people just went, ah, you know, it wasn't quite as great as it built up in my brain to be. But I th- on those public days. Yeah. But what I think <laughs> was happening, and what, and again. Don't I don't mean to come off as I'm not a Sony pony, not trying to come off as one. But I think what but when I did think that happen. But but I think what Sony was trying to do near the end of their E3 time, which is like transform it into a more of a performance, like a show with featuring games. I think that was going to be the right direction. Like I I really think they nailed what to do to answer your call, uh, Keith, of like. Oh, just watching a stream? Well, this stream has a live performance of someone performing live music that features from part of one of the titles. Or this yeah, has, the, like, the look at they, the staging that they put on the stage or the, the orchestra. They the, what they did for the announcement of the 2018 God of War was chef kiss perfection. Yeah. Um, and not, they, so good, not so good afterwards because it, if you're watching that at home, it just seems weird and stilted. Mm-hmm. You um, don't understand what's going on. And then all of a sudden yeah. when it comes together, you're like, oh, my God, this is free. And then you're like oh my god there's the camera angle with the orchestra still playing like they're still playing while you're like doing the gameplay oh my god like it's yeah uh... that was that was absolutely brilliant was, oh, like, absolutely what, what, what i thought you guys were going to bring up was how because they had the sort of down and done pretty well and then they did that last of us part two presentation yeah, that was weird that was I think, weird i think it was, it was enjoyable but but it didn't mesh well, especially was, with the whole 15-minute break. and For, all the, for the viewer, like it was really stilted. Yes. But if you yeah. were there, it would have been absolutely amazing, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but if you're watching, for me, watching that live, I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't understand this. And then, obviously, you've, you've got a guy playing a Spanish guitar very well. Um, then you've got some bloke dressed in traditional japanese outfit playing a flute for far too long um i think that was their attempt i think that was their attempt to like take it a step further and i think they stuck to i think they just what unfortunately it was they took it they didn't have a way to take it a step further without becoming that jarring like they what what they were trying to do basically it looked like was they were trying to like now you see the stage you see the music being played like you want to be a part of that let's try to create an immersive experience where you're actually inside you agree with us if you're watching it at home it was just a little bit off if you were there in person i'm i'm absolutely adamant that you would have found it great well here's the thing Um, that they didn't 
the journalists oh, no. blew the journalists were so pissed about it why we get having to get up and walk yes. somewhere else even though like <laughs> even though like I, you're like dude i want to be in that space like that is yeah. freaking cool like they built Read the room Sony. like they freaking built themselves a little church cabin thingy to like give you a full experience of like getting you in the mood of the game that you're about to watch gameplay for like uh, it, ungrateful is what i would say is like seriously yeah. like you get to go to this amazing thing for free as part of your job yeah, yeah and then you moan about it yeah you could say hey yeah the transition was a little weird for us but to say like oh my god it was such a pain in the ass to like find it and it's like what are you doing dude like that was like something yeah, that you're living we would kill to right go now. do right now right yeah we would all kill sure. to be there I'm not, I'm not sure i kill people i'd maybe <laughs> sever someone's foot <laughs> something you didn't like as well yeah as well use the opportunity I'm, right exactly uh yeah. no nah, i'll i'll uh i'll uh i'll do bobby kotick <laughs> I'll, I'll do his i'll do both his hands you do both his feet um, and um <laughs> And then he'll be he'll be fine anyway because yeah. he'll just I don't know pay for someone to chop off someone else's hands and feet and have them stitched onto his because he's rich enough to do that. Yeah. Do you, but does anyway, anyone know that he's actually threatened to kill an assistant of his? I, I don't know if anyone's mentioned that. Allegedly. Um, no, he he did. He, there is a recording yeah, of him oh, threatening okay. to kill, kill an assistant. Um, uh, but what I'm trying to say, he, oh, oh, go ahead. He had to pay them off. Oh, anyway, um, because he. Uh, could, what, what I'm trying to do you know who hasn't do you know who hasn't had to pay anyone off me i wasn't going to say you well not this time not that i know of twice to grace oh, twice to grace former president no I'm, I'm, i was actually going to bring us back to games um uh is the is the esa um, um well i do have a question for you guys um i'm not sure about that do you remember well, they when they leaked move, everybody's private information? Moving on, moving on. My question first. My question no, first. because mine was um, on the topic and then you changed it on me, bro. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not sorry. I was talking about like Sony like the, and, and basically like their stage theatricality was potentially, like, I felt like the future of E3 if they stayed and people didn't complain about it. Do you guys agree with me? Do you think like no. that would have worked for other the other publishers if they took from their lead and like started to do more no. um, immersive experiences on stage? No, I, I don't think anyone <laughs> would have been able to do as well as Sony did doing it. That would be would, my would, thing. Would they even have the games that would really exactly. suit that kind of um, sort of theatrical performance? Could you, could you imagine the Microsoft one? Yeah. Hey, that Just would be fr that might be freaking cool. Like if they did a if they did a like I don't know if they played the music and then have a live like fake gunfire fight on stage. Like that would be freaking cool. And then all of a sudden it leads Ubi to the camera. I've tried to do that. You remember it's fucking cringeworthy. Well, that one was just a fun kids game. This is Master yeah, Fucking Chief. Yeah. Or it'd be I, cool I, to I, see Master Chief escort each person. Oh, that'd be interesting. Because like it's so I freaking tall. I think it would be cooler to just see the fucking game. Yeah, um, but going back to what we were originally talking about, the, the the condensed nature of it for an for a industry that lives off building hype. That week was a micro. did more to build more hype 
around games than anything else you could possibly do yourselves other than i don't know well it broke through into the mainstream and other than i don't know nintendo coming out saying we've bought the planet you all are now owned by nintendo um i don't know what else you could do and this this kind of more piecemeal sporadic nature of stuff is for 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 me at least i'm finding it less and less interesting the more it goes on so the more xbox live events the more oh um, yeah 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 playstation showcases the more i've i've completely stopped watching nintendo directs um yeah i don't watch nintendo Dir well i only well, well, well here's, I, the, here's I think, the go ahead so sorry i i think uh you sometimes we need to recognize that certain things aren't for us like i, I still watch nintendo directs but i often find myself a little bored but but the truth is, is they're still very successful. I think the reason they're successful is they know their audience and they're trying to basically show their audience the kind of things they want to see. And I think they still do a great job of that. Um, no, I don't, yeah. I don't doubt that they do, but that's why I said for me. I think, uh, I think yeah. the, I think the other element about the Nintendo Direct specifically, which I'm agreeing with you, Keith. I don't watch them very often. It's also because they telegraph what's on the direct already, so I know if I need to watch it or not. Like if it's a Nintendies, not gonna watch it. Or Nintendies, yeah, yeah. or whatever you want to call it, Nintendies. Oh my gosh, intestines. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> uh, it's Nintendo for your intestines. Anyways, um, uh, what was I gonna say? Um, coming to a hospital, <laughs> a hospital near you, um, where Jeff Keighley will harvest cool. it and put it into his new transplanted body. Anyway, uh, what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, Nintendo they they display what's on them. I don't watch the Microsoft ones. I don't give a shit. Like to be honest, I don't. I'm. I'm who who I'm, the fuck does? I'm ready. I'm ready <laughs> to like. Weird. I'm ready for them to like literally show me real games instead of tell me that there are real games coming and then show me more more CG trailers and shit. So I'm just. I'm I'm over I'm over that and then uh, the Sony one uh, at least at least in our cases like you we notice the verbiage like if there's like a showcase we're like okay that's gonna be a lot of Sony first party stuff because they'll even say it too usually right and then if it's like a a, a, a what a, what's the other one called um uh, state of play state of play they'll they'll be like oh yeah this is what you're gonna see you're gonna see third party stuff and like maybe some VR or whatever. It's like okay, cool. I know what to expect. So, um, and they're all short. That's the one thing I can can say. Like the oh yeah, the 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 showcases are longer, right? And then the, I think the the, yeah. the 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 other one is shorter. I already forgot it the name you told me. Normally, <laughs> yeah. So I um, think I, the one thing I will say is that the the big the big problem that needs to be overcome is if they are going to spread everything throughout the year, rather than just kind of the focused week or so where we can get all of these announcements and, and uh, events at, is they, they need to get better, you know, because other than Sony, and even Sony has a few issues with this, but other than Sony and probably Nintendo, everybody else has a very, does a very poor job of setting expectations to the audience. And while they can keep doing it for a while, but eventually people are going to get fed up and see that these companies are going out of their way to waste people's time. Well, you know, it's just like if you don't have anything good enough to show, don't do anything. Wait, show that somebody else's thing, or just don't do it at all. And if you're going to show stuff, and I'm looking at you, Microsoft, last year, if you're going to show everything 
you're only going to show stuff that's going to come out within a 12-month period after that showcase. Tell everybody up front. Don't just wait until the first 10 minutes of the show to tell everybody. Tell them months in advance so they can set their expectations effectively for that. It's, it's just... Yeah, they would have they, they, so, so much Liam, more Liam, success. Liam, hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> um, even if they did do that months in advance and say the, all the stuff that we're showing is going to come out within a 12-month period... Based on previous experience, there's no guarantee that that might happen. Also, on top of that, the other thing would be in the play would be like, oh my god, they showed Hellblade first before anything else. Hellblade has to be there. There, it's like the first game that needs to come out on the console, right? Oh my god. Yeah, but at least that game. would mitigate the problems. It would mitigate the issues. But Hellblade yeah. isn't coming out in twelve months, so they didn't even show I, the I, damn I, thing. I remember Mitch. I remember Mitch before that thing came out. Everybody's like. Fable, we're going to see it loud, we're going to see this and that, they're going to announce a new Fallout game, you know, it's just like, people are nuts, and people can be nuts and stupid and have their expectations completely out of whack, but for the general audience that isn't like that, that, that actually, you know, isn't a ridiculous idiot that believes everything is going to happen, you know, they, they can set their expectations effectively, it's going to be 12 months, you'll still have people going, oh, Hellblade's going to be there. And this is going to be there, but it won't be quite as wild. It won't be outrageous. And, well, and I would, people, I would, oh, the one people thing... won't be disappointed as hell when the event is over. Well, one thing I will yeah. argue with, like, yeah, they're doing these events separately and within these videos, but this isn't new. Like, they used to do this, but then just do it at conventions. Like, they, they would basically <laughs> say, hey, Tokyo Game Show. We have some stuff for you to show off because now it's around that time. Or, hey, PAX, we got something to show off because there's something there to show off at PAX. Like, that, that wasn't quite the same, though. Because whenever it was an event like Tokyo Game Show or PAX, people knew that, oh, this isn't a big deal like E3. Right. But, again, Gamescom. But, but again, like the information that we're given in, what, State of Play's... N n like the Nintendo in Nindies, even Microsoft stuff. Like the only we what have we? And I just I'm not trying. I'm not doing any inner side baseball here. I'm like I'm literally just trying to like call it off the top of my head because I really don't know and it's been a while. Showcases for Sony only happen once a year. That's their E3, right? Sometimes they do something at Gamescom and sometimes they do something at Paris Games Week. But they, they, no, 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 no. I'm talking about now. I'm talking about now. Oh, they now, only okay. do the showcase once a year. That's like their E3. And then they do these um, state of plays state throughout plays. the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's the same thing. It's literally like that's the type of information they would give to like PAX or that's the same. It's not mind-blowing amazing. It's like more information about games we already know <laughs> about. Mitch. It's the same thing. It's literally, Mitch. that's the only difference is they have full control and that's all they want. And like that, so they, that's the they wouldn't difference. Give those, they wouldn't give those things to PAX or, or uh, so on. They would just happen to announce stuff around the video game exhibition and usually it would be a blog post or a trailer on their YouTube channel. It's, it's not quite the same. It doesn't well, set the they same would also expectations. Bring, they would also show the game out there, too. Like, they, they, they would have a demo of the game out to, like, show off the new stuff. Like, yeah, they do. They do partner with them occasionally. Yeah. Is it all of it is, like, oh, it's on the floor? No. But, like, they'll announce it during that time because that's an opportunity to get, like, the, the headline. It, it, it's, it's not the same thing. And, I and think it is. And people barely paid attention to those events. 
I, so I, I, well, you just proved the I'm, point. I, 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 Keith doesn't pay attention to any of these smaller ones anymore. Like that's no, the point. It's no, the same exact no, freaking thing. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Gen, you know, if they announce a state of play on their Twitter page, suddenly the whole fandom goes nuts. You know, it, like me or you or Keith. But I think don't care that much because we've learned what to expect with this. But I think also there's if, a if, diff- if you if you look at the comments underneath these things, people are going nuts, expecting all sorts of stupid shit. I think also, yeah, but you I have do. to put it in perspective is like we're in a different time period. Like the the time that we were releasing stuff to packs and stuff, we didn't have the the internet was not as mainstream. It was only for the core of the core. So yeah, yeah, you would still get that kind of that kind of feedback from on like game trailers.com or on like all the forum sites on kotaku you would I, get I all those really, but now it's all condensed into twitter and so like it's yeah, all I, just I don't really there. understand the, the point you're trying to make the point i'm trying point to make is there's that no this difference. is how you make this better it's not comparing it to how things were 10 years ago it's more oh, I'm just, oh they could make this better by just being more straightforward with what information they're going to put out and i was never pushing back don't on... have information worth telling people i was about. i was never pushing YouTube. back oh, hold on. one more last point last point last point no 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 it'll clear things it'll clear things i'm trying to say i'm not arguing with you at all i don't know why you're arguing with me about this all i'm all um, i was trying I, no, like I don't know why you're pushing back on it because literally all I'm trying to say um, is I don't I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. All I was trying to say is this is the same thing they've always done except now they have control of when they release it. Like it seems like I, it's I, the I same thing. I, I don't agree with that though. And I don't agree with the whole point about control. Yeah, I don't. I've um, always been control. The, 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 there was an element of. Um, we we want to leave E3 because we want to control our own message. I don't know where this has come from. No, I don't. I'm not um, saying that. I'm not saying that. Um, I know you're you're not saying that. Gotcha. Okay. But this this seem this seems to have swelled up from somewhere that somehow the ESA were telling people what they should show. So there's this whole thing about oh no, they need to control their own narrative. So where the hell has this come from? Because I can't find it anywhere. The, the main reason that they've all left is because of money. Um, we don't want to pay you millions and millions of dollars for one week of the year when we can save, I don't know, 90% of those millions and millions of dollars by not going and doing our own stuff. The dichotomy for me, word of the day, um, is what I went to, what I was talking about previously about hype. All of these companies want to build hype around their releases, their IP, what's coming up that's new, what's being tweaked that's old, um, but being reimagined. Um, who have they got working for them who previously worked on whatever, insert an iconic title. And all of that was under the microscope for the E3 week. Whereas now, you can't use the same argument to say, oh, we've taken this away and we need to build hype around our stuff. Well, you had you had your opportunity where everyone was looking at it. I mean, even the, even the bloody BBC will send correspondence out to LA to cover E3. Um, 
Now, no, they, no one cares anymore in mainstream media in this country about games. I mean, no one's reporting that Rockstar takes money from the taxpayer every year just for being Rockstar Games. Um, so I, the, the argument about ownership of the narrative is, I think, completely made up by the fans and just been, I don't know, it's, it's not been um, clarified by the companies to say, actually, no, that's not why we left. We left because we were getting gouged for money. Um, which can, makes the ESA look bad, which they don't want to do I currently, can. but they're happy to let the thing die. But then we, we also want to build hype for loads of stuff, but we want to do it in this kind of piecemeal way that doesn't step on anyone else's toes, but drags it out throughout the course of a year, which makes it somehow less than what it could be. And Microsoft have got nothing to show anyway. No one gives a shit about Nindies. I, I think uh, Sony I, have focused on too much about VR, which is only going to be the niche of the niche of the niche, because there's no T in niche. Um, so I don't. I, th there's there's multiple layers here that I don't get. Can um, I help you understand of one of them? Externally, some of them some of them are internal marketing decisions, which just come out and say it. We just didn't want to pay the uh, say the money to do this. Um, and then there's the ESA side of this, where they've been, they've been surprisingly silent because I don't think they know their ass from their elbow. Um, well, to help you answer one of them, one of your like things of, like I don't get. I think the advantage of doing what they're doing now is because there's a, a certain date that is set every year. Like you're just like you have to have stuff ready for this date. It puts a little less pressure on the dev teams to be able to have something ready by then. It also is a lot of the times that's when things get announced of like when something will release. And sometimes you really don't know when it's going to come out and you don't want to wait a full calendar year to announce a release date. Now, in the in this future time that we live in now, yes, they could make adjustments and then do an extra announcement in the middle of the year. But in, in their mind, it's like, why, why are we like holding ourselves back when we could show off way more and then say it comes out this day and know it's going to be ready to go than to just have it be like at E3, not as like have a decent performance, but then we're waiting like five more months to wait for a release date that they, they could have just showed that stuff they showed at E3 plus more on their own thing ready to go you know do you kind of get what i mean like I, it also i think the other part is it puts away and i don't because I, I understand the point that you're making which is about um i don't think it's their only reason but i think it's a benefit that's happened Be a benefit a benefit for whom the devs Would, uh, yeah because the, the dev teams are the ones that have to make this game and it, it puts them a lot of, okay, under a lot I, of pressure I agree, I agree with where you're coming from as a non-human being now developer <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, but I would go back to what we've discussed in the past about these things. That's a failure of management, not a failure of the workforce. If you're going to announce something that's too early, um, or and like Liam was saying, not manage people's expectations effectively, that's the fault of whoever's in charge of the PR for the game. But do you think not the people who are making it? But do you and think they're pressured you, too much because of the fact? There's this one window you talked about it. This is the one window you can get notice. But do you? But, but do you think? But what if? What if you? What if you just started in like? Um, what if you're like 
in the in between and you really want something to release and you push the extra mile to get it released but then all of a sudden you're hurting the people that are working who, who on wants, it who wants it released like the to to have a successful game you want people to see it so like there is motivation from both the like sony and there's motivation from the the studio themselves to say hey we want this done we like we want to show off this thing like everybody wants to be a part of that everyone wants to be a part of e3 like it's it's not like in that what that itself puts unwanted pressure onto studios I, to like I, release I, stuff even though like sometimes they'll back out and they're like we can't do anything from, this year from, but we'll be there next over, year from an overly simplistic view and obviously i am still a human being i'm not a video game developer um you build that into your project plan and say is does e3 fit our project plan yes or no and if it doesn't you don't show something um or if it's we've got a concept trailer okay fine show the concept trailer and then you do what Liam is talking about, which is managing expectations around that. So you, I don't, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, you can do all of this. It's just for whatever reason, I'm mistaken into understanding why people don't. Um. And the only, the only thing that I can come back to is, we don't want to spend the fucking money. <laughs> it, it's it. it, it baseline let's let's take this down to the, it's nadir which is we don't want to pay the esa and that's the the crux of what i want to get to for us now is why don't they want to pay the esa is it just we've been gouged by these fuckers for years that's it we've had enough and i don't know what level of collusion has happened behind the scenes or if everyone's well if they're going we're going if they're going we're going um and what what could the ESA do to get these people back on speaking terms? Because it seems like they don't even want to know them. So does the does the ESA, if E3 doesn't have a future, does the does the ESA have a future? Liam? Well, to, to be honest, um, the disconnect between <laughs> the publishers and the ESA in terms of organising an event is just so... So poor, you know. I mean, I mean, they can't get anybody on board. But, I mean, there's been stories about prior years where they're just so forthright in what they want for the event, and they don't allow developers any flexibility around the exhibition as to what they want to do. So you think if if they organise an event that poorly, you'd think, well, surely, because because their their primary function is they're supposed to be a lobbying body on behalf of the games industry in in the U.S. Congress, right? And that if, was their, the purpose of their inception, yes. Yeah, and if if they can't even organise this event, what does that say about their future in terms of understanding the games industry? I, I don't think very highly of them, and I don't think they have much of a future. Um, and I, honestly, I, I as much as I would like something like E3 to exist in the future, something where everybody could come together, and just have a nice week full of announcements. You know, we, we used to call it Gaming Christmas, and I think that that is exactly what people want, but just without all of the bullshit from the ESA. You know, we already have to part with all of the publishers' bullshit. How <laughs> oh dare you. Know? So, um, I, I just don't see any point. And, and if they refuse to change how things are going to go for them, if they refuse to relent, then 
why should anybody partner with them in the future? Because there's just nothing to gain. They can do all of this stuff by themselves and probably make bank from it. Or did Jeff Keighley set up an independent video game lobbying? <laughs> lobby. Lobbying, I mean, lobby. Say uh, what you want about Jeff Keighley, but he seems to know a hell of a lot about the industry and he seems to understand it quite well. Yeah, if there, if there was a lobby in a lobby, would that make it a mezzanine? Yeah. Um, also, he's Canadian. The Canadians can't be greedy. That's scientifically proven. Mitch, what's your take on the ESA handling of all this? Mm, okay, it's probably this time that I have to be careful with my words. Um, I, my question would be to you guys, like, what's the ESA's job? Is it to host an event? Are they a hosting event organization? What's their organization? It's a lobby on behalf of the video games industry. Okay, so like oh, what? Actually, but, but not. Yeah, it's a lobby on behalf of the members of the video games industry who pay them fees. To do what? Lobby on their behalf. But also, what else do they do? Like they, what do they put on the games? They set what? No, they don't set. They don't set ratings. That's not a. a um, that's they, the ESRB who are who meant to be a arm's length um, yes, organization. They work together. Yes. So, have we seen them do very much as of late? I don't. See, I don't see them doing very much as of late, especially when we have a lot of conversations about a lot of different things involving games. I don't see them really doing a lot of work. Well, yeah, because they were too worried about their E3 event. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, they, which is where this, which is where I, I have a have issue with them as an organisation. You'd think they, as a lobbying body, well, it depends. Again, I don't see how many, who pays into who pays into them as a lobbying body, and how much, because I don't know if someone paid them a billion a year and someone paid them a hundred thousand dollars a year. I know who I'd have, whose back I'd have. Um, and, but they've been silent through this whole issue between um, Microsoft and Sony and the merger of, um, or the acquisition of ABK. You'd think as the video game lobby group, they <laughs> might actually have a view on this and maybe put that forward to the US Congress. Um, it would be interesting to see how much Microsoft paid that congresswoman um who came out and said well sony have got a, have engaged in anti-consumer practices and they've got a um a de facto monopoly in japan it'd be interesting to see where her next campaign contribution has come from that's just me being overly skeptical um it's just um, <laughs> it would have been very and there was a body like that that could have i don't know just told the the congress that uh, uh, you know those things Sony said about how, how um, what, what, did, what did they say? They, they said that early during the whole acquisition process, um, they were talking about Microsoft and basically fragrantly lying. I can't remember what it was, but it would have been nice if, if well, not nice for us, but nice on behalf of Microsoft, if they could just come in and tell them, actually, that's not true. Just, just going to point that out. Since you guys don't know very much about the games industry, I don't believe that. That's yeah. only trying to get one over on you. I just, the, the interesting thing is there's no equivalent body anywhere else in the world. Nope. 
I also think the frustrating part for me on my end is that, uh, let's see, um, a lot of, it's like the ESRB, the ESA, they work together because they're, it's the, the lobbying group, but then it's the group that creates the standard ratings that the lobby then will say, but hey, that, we're regulating. I specifically mentioned that they, that they need to be arm's length. Yes. And so, because uh, yeah. You can't so, have the lobby try to influence the ratings board and you can't have the ratings board directly reporting to the lobby because it, then it would look like some form of collusion. But But at the same time, they do need to work together because like... Basically, the ratings board needs to, to set ratings and then the lobby needs to advocate for them to say, hey, this is beneficial to our industry. This is why we don't need to be as regulated because we're regulating ourselves through this other entity that works. Yeah, which but, they've done a really good job on loot boxes. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a great example. Um, the other example I can think about is, you know, over the last 10 to 15 years, I mean, actually not 15 years, over the last 10 years, you know, types of violence we we have more we have more information about mental health trauma triggers that it's interesting that um if you look at a game like dead space remake that they have to put content that they have to feel that they need to do it themselves not not these other organizations that could have done this for us to be able to set standards and to help the games industry and not put it on the devs and to potentially put them in harm's way of their consumers because of, because which of, has happened. which has happened because there's some, there's some, I can't remember the game, but there was a load of fanboys who got triggered by the fact that someone had put a content warning saying that there was the next, the next scene. I can't remember what game. And again, I'm going to quote um, the podquisition and Steph Serling. There was some, um, oh God, I wish I could remember the game. They, they, there was, um, there was a there was a part of the game that contained a, a section of violence towards women, um, uh, and the devs had put a a warning in to say you can this this is what's going to happen in the next scene. If you want to play through it, press here. If you want to skip to the next scene, press here. And a load of people kicked off saying they were censoring their, their games. Like it, it's their game; they can't censor their own stuff. You fucking morons! But I also um, don't think it's censoring. <laughs> I think it's actually helping. Um, Dead well, that's Space... what I mean. It's not. It's not censoring. Right. It's providing people with the information so they can make an informed choice about the media that they consume. Right. And so, like Dead Space remake, did that throughout their entire title was like one of the first triple A's to like really give content warnings and allow for people to have fully understanding of what kind of trauma these games are going to offer to people because what is currently on the ratings on your game is not really that descriptive anymore. It used to be back then, of course, because we didn't have the complexity that we do have nowadays. Whereas like Resident Evil, I can shoot literal arms off and see the muscle flabbings and all that kind of stuff. And so, like, it is it is a different time we live in, and it's just very surprising to see uh, how organizations don't, haven't evolved with the times to really make sure that we are, um, you know, not putting that on the devs, <laughs> right? Like, it should be standardized across the board that we should have trigger warnings in games. I believe in it. 
I really think that's the next step into raiding ourselves and like protecting ourselves as an industry because the last thing we want to like the other sorry for our last example is like freaking um cyber what cyberpunk 2077 puts in a um now they got rid of it after that happened but they put in a flashing sequence that was that was an exact replication of something that was meant to cause epilepsy in people and a reporter got seizure and like that's not cool that's not safe. <laughs> where is where are these organizations to help set the standard for us so that we can protect our consumers and protect our industry, right? Why well, is it up I, to the dev? I, I totally agree with anything that could potentially endanger somebody's life, but I'd say uh, as far as content warnings go, it should only be things that could potentially cause harm to somebody. In terms of like whether they include content ones for people that you know have a fear of dogs or have a fear of something like this, I, I would say uh, there should be the developer's choice as to whether they include something like that. Of oh, course, no, to- oh, there's totally. always going to be an incentive like for those things because if, if people like them, then then they'll want to include them in their games because it it's valuable to the player. Oh, totally. No, I don't. I don't yeah. disagree about the one where like if someone has arachnophobia. They, they, they probably will. Um, it isn't, isn't because um, this was the thing with the cyberpunk thing, right? It is that um, they included that in the game, and, and that literally shouldn't have been in the game because that could literally cause harm to the people. But you know, they it, it went through that. the cracks. Well, they didn't and, think and, about um, it. Basically, the rating boards missed it. <laughs> Just. But the rate? What, uh, no, the ratings board doesn't look at that. Is that not what? That's not part why, of their. Why not? Oh, does Sony have to look at it? That that seems like a huge thing to miss. You know, a huge thing to go under their noses. Well, that's just something that they don't check. It's just that because that's not part of their ratings board. It's violence. Maybe somebody should check it. <laughs> you know, maybe it's something that should be standardized. Yes, just, just. And also, also on top of it, it should be a concern to the dev instantly to go, "Hey, this video causes seizures. Let's import the exact video into this game." Yes, it seems like a strange thing to include in the game, for sure. Just, uh, it's a, uh, so it I guess. more bizarre the more you think about it. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's my take on, like, the ESA and all that. It's like, I think, great, they exist as an organization to help the games industry. I don't see them as late helping, really, the games industry. Now, I don't know when, like, games got, and I think probably, you know, over the last, like, couple years when the games industry got blamed for like mass gun violence i don't really know how much the esa stepped in to like really cut that down or if it was just people going like dude everyone plays freaking games it does not simulate like it's not that there is a difference and now there's research out there to prove otherwise um, and pr- prove that it is not causing these types of things it caused stimulation in the brain but not to the point that's going to make you a killer right um so what I'm trying to say is just like, you know, I see these organizations, I understand what their purpose are for. I don't see them evolving with the times to help create and protect our industry like they need to be. And that's what's so I, frustrating. And then for the ESA to be the ones to be like, we're putting on E3 every single year and we're making you spend all this money to give money to us to do absolutely nothing. Well, that's the case. I want to kind of finish on 
a point about does e three going away? Does the e does that mean that the ESA therefore go away? Um, and we've known for a number of years that they make a significant um, amount of money from e three. Um, the majority of all the money that they make across the year comes from that one event. So can they survive as they are currently now without that level of income? Um, I would say no. And I would also say if I were on the games industry side and say, you are the only group of this sort in the world and we operate globally. Mm-hmm. Why do we need you? I wouldn't unless be... there happens there unless there happens to be another kind of groundswell of anti-tech um, feeling because there's not that going on in the states at the moment. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> just for AI. <laughs> yeah, uh, just for today anyway, because uh, it's a Sunday and no one's working. But I don't. I if I if I were on the publisher platform holder side i think i can afford to pay for time to talk to senators and congressmen and women myself why would i pay you to do this for me um so again i don't i don't understand how what their operating model currently is um it, i would personally find it really interesting to find out what their operating model is and what they're trying to sell to the people who they are meant to be and i say that particularly um lobbying for on their behalves no i i I don't disagree i'm curious on if they'll make a serious pivot and try to like find a last-ditch effort to show how important they are to the industry like this is like hey like this is our last stand like let's 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 do something bold and big to show how important we are so that you will not have to like pay into E3, but you'll say, hey, you need to fund us still every single year. Mitch, you absolute devious bastard. <laughs> um, so basically what you're advocating for is the ESA are going to contrive a video game related conspiracy that they then will solve in order to get people to come back. Yeah, and or just do their, their own existence or do their job <laughs> it's like right no, do their job <laughs> idiots so um liam what well, do you think i mean like, I, I mean i have a suggestion for them you know uh, maybe, maybe they should do something to uh to uh i don't know shoot a hole in that that golden parachute bog cotic stuff i know you, you would like to see that parachute shot down mitch Hey, I'll give. Um, I, maybe, I would. I would advocate maybe, yes, hardcore for about. them to be funded every single year if they got Bobby Kotick's parachute <laughs> burned. <laughs> At least that would be very entertaining for all of us. Um, yeah, but I, I pretty much agree with both both of you on on your points. Um, uh, but we gave two different reasons. He thinks it's just going to go away. I think they're going to do a last ditch effort before they go away. Which one do you think is going to happen? I'm sure they're going to do something to cling to, to, to survival. I just don't think it's going to work. <laughs> I, mean, I, agree. Uh, I don't think it's going to work either. I don't think they have any ingenuity in that. Order. I don't think they're going to be able to pivot in any way that warrants them existing. Yeah, they have too many yeah. event coordinating people on the team to really actually do any lobbying. <laughs> yeah, but to be honest, they probably have a lot of useless people there that do absolutely nothing. And well, and again, this makes me think about what what do lobbying organisations actually do? I'd love to become 
my life because I probably just oh, sit around too. having expensive dinners in expensive restaurants, paying for other people to have expensive dinners in expensive restaurants for 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 no quid pro quo quid pro quos whatsoever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Before we go, now that we know where E three is gone, the ESA is gone. Let's talk about the last, um, not the last, uh, the, the Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Just quick, like, quick thoughts on what mine. Mine is going to be super quick. Go for it. Don't know, don't care. Liam, um, I do care. Um, not going to play it on Switch because holy moly, I I, I can't take it anymore. Bring out a new console, Nintendo, because I just don't want to play any of your games on that old piece of shit anymore. Bring out something new. Thank you. Jolly good. It could be Game of the Year for all I care. I'm not playing it. Um, I think they are, like, growing. Uh, sorry, what's the word I'm looking for? I think they're emphasizing the wrong things that I did not like about l- the last game. So this is, like, turned into... I really don't want to play this title unless I find it for 20 bucks. Like the, the building, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like an open world building game. Like that's, it's just so stupid. I don't, I, for me, they, they kept for weapon degradation. Do, me, as a Nintendo fanboy out there that's literally salivating at the mouth. I'm like, I'm a little bit too close to their private parts. It's just like I just I do not find that entertaining or fun, um, <laughs> and I just uh, I don't know something about this. I was I was kind of I was looking forward to this title, but now I just think it's going to be the exact same thing as the first game: no story, or little to no story, and then just have this building mechanic all over it. And it's just no, thank you. I will. That's a hard pass for me. And I'm shocked I'm saying that because I actually was wanting to try this game out, but now I'm just I now I have no interest. Uh, well, the thing is, Mitch, is we still know nothing about it, like nothing. I find it hard to care about this game until I see the ten out of ten reviews that are imminently coming. You know? Oh, d- didn't you know? If you know nothing about a game, it's a ten out of ten. That's exactly what. That's exactly <laughs> how games work nowadays, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, this press on. All right, t- last thing, final thing. Guess that review Metacritic score. Go. Well. Oh, the Metacritic for Zelda. Yeah, what's the Metacritic score going to be for this thing? We know nothing about it, but we know something about it. It's going to get that um, Nintendo I'm bump. I'm going to guess the exact same as Breath of the Wild, whatever the hell that was. No, give me a score. I'm, on a I'm real looking score. out. Yeah, I'm looking out. Well, I mean, the that score isn't going to be what was the it's initial score. It's currently sat on a 97 on Metacritic. Yeah, I think it was at like an... Was that it? is what it will be. You think it's going to be right at a 97 once reviewers it's, review it day one? It's going to be a 97. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm going to say 94. <laughs> um, uh, 94 with 10,000 death threats. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go ninety six. No 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 ninety five. I'm going ninety five. Make sure playing prices right rules again. Uh, yeah, ninety six yeah, of it. Ninety five, Bob. Ninety five. <laughs> All right. 
I've given up on everything Nintendo. I mean, also the game, it looks not bad, but it's just... I, I think I'm, I'm really with you, Liam, about the hardware. It's just really turning me off now. Well, it's annoying, Mitch, because they, they've released some of the best games they've released in, like... 10 years on, on the Switch, I would say, in my I, personal opinion. I was I'm just tired of using that hardware. I was playing... Well, I was getting my car done at the mechanic, and I was playing Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, and uh, looking at that game, I was just like, man, I feel like I'm playing a PS2 game right now. Like, comparative to like playing RE4 earlier that morning and just being like, it's such a difference. Like, not just graphically. It's just such a difference. But I'm waiting for the waiting for the magical words. <laughs> so on the note that I neither don't know anything about nor care to inadvertently accidentally said something